Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Dial H for Hero Clicks. I am your host, Hunter Smith. Uh, Austin and Drew are not with me today. This is another one of the weeks that I said would be coming up uh, where we have things going on that take place on our usual recording days um, so that I have to kind of change the cast up to make for sure that you guys get an episode every week. Um, so I, we are actually doing my bachelor party this weekend on the same time that we always record the podcast. So I'm instead recording on Wednesday night um, by myself, but with a guest uh, listener call-in host like we did a couple weeks ago. And uh, like I said, this will be a shorter cast because we don't have as much to cover since it's only Wednesday as opposed to doing this after a full week of Clicks News. But it also makes for sure that you get an episode this week, and uh, I think that's more important. So, um, like I said, I will have a guest host today, but first I want to cover up some small things before bringing him in. Um, Let's cover community real quick. There's not a whole lot to talk about aside from reminding everyone about Best Build. Uh, The Best Build for May, the layout, if you missed it, is build us a 400-point theme team of one of the following keywords. Uh, It's a Silver Age event. There are ATAs and figures only. Nothing, No bystander tokens, and then no resources, relics, anything else. Just ATAs and figures. Um, And then all the keyword options for your theme team are all different races and comics. So we have Amazon, Atlantis, Asgardian, Blight, Demonite, or Daemonite, however you prefer to say it, Kryptonian, Dwarf, Elf, Orc, Hobbit, Man, all from Lord of the Rings. Then we have Inhuman, Kree, Locust Horde, which is from Gears of War, Shi'ar, and Skrull. So if, you've, if, you've, if you're unfamiliar with best build and how we do it, basically you just build a team uh, like you would if you were going to play in this event, and you email the team build and notes on how to play it to us at dialh4heroclicks at gmail.com. Um, tell us what map you would use, what's kind of the idea behind the team, who's you know who's playing what role in this team, what what would you do in what situations, and then all three of us will pick a team out of the many submissions that we get, and then we will actually play these in an event coming up at our venue, and then the team that whichever one of us does the best overall that day, uh, the per, whichever one of you guys built that team will win a prize. So it's totally free. Like both of our monthly contests, um, and uh, you'll get some cool custom action uh, tokens as well. So please uh, feel free to submit to that. Um, if you need to see all this written down again, you can check out um, the HeroClick subreddit where I have it posted there, and you can also check out the forums on hcrealms.com. Uh, the only other thing I have to cover before we bring our guest in is our just the tip this week. And our Just a Tip uh, is inspired by a listener who sent me a email on uh, on Gmail. Uh, let me find it real quick here. It's I believe it was Garrett. Yeah. So Garrett asked. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting my my emails uh, mixed up. Uh, Garrett did, however, real quick, give us a useful email. Last week we talked about Summon Skull. And how we didn't think on his wording that he would be able to use uh, Psychic Blast with his trait. And he said he thought that 
the same way, but that it was actually ruled otherwise on HC Realms, and he linked me to that. So, clarification, uh, Summon Skull can, in fact, use Psychic Blast with his trait, which makes him even more nuts. So, thanks, Garrett, for that. Um, let me find... Uh, okay, oh, Garrett was also... Garrett was also the one who sent us the Just a Tip, is just in a different email. So, Garrett wants to... Uh, says he would really appreciate it if we could talk about timing and pacing for our Just the Tip segment. Well, that's one that we've actually covered multiple times, but it has been quite a while. So that that might not, may not be a bad idea to cover it again for some of you new listeners. Um, without going into too long talking on timing and pacing, I would just throw in some um, some little simple sentences to remember that can help you uh, if you keep them in mind, you'll kind of figure out how to use them to your advantage while you're playing. Um, the first one I always tell people, especially new players, when they're trying to figure out the pacing of a match, is it's very simple. But when you're a new player, you just kind of automatically don't think about it. Is just because you have willpower or indomitable, and you already have one action token, just because you can take a second token doesn't necessarily mean you should. And a lot of the times, depending on what the situation is, but I find that in most situations, I usually don't use my willpower indomitable, to be honest, um, unless it, unless that action is really going to, um, to benefit my team as a whole. If it's really going to a, put a, a good hit on a key figure that's really giving my team a lot of trouble maybe at the moment, but for the most part, I don't like going over one token in some situations just because it's too easy to be stuck. Because you got to think, once you take that second token, you are stuck there for two straight turns. Uh, the turn after you take the token, you know, after you take the token and then the turn after you clear. And what I usually do against my opponents is wait for them to kind of get a little overzealous in the beginning of the match and put two tokens on, on somebody. And I know I have two turns to take care of this this figure without it being able to retaliate on me at all. So in some situations, just keep that in mind. You Just because you can take two tokens doesn't necessarily mean you should. And what you want to do when you're trying to figure out whether you should or not is to assess the entire board, not just that figure in, in and of itself, but assess the entire board and make sure that at, at, on each turn... You're not gonna have turn where you're not gonna have a turn where none of your guys can do anything. You don't want all of your pieces to be double tokened on the same turn and have to clear on the same turn because that's what leads to what I was saying where I watch for my opponents to do that and then take advantage of it. That leads to that. What you want to do is make sure your team is balanced with people who can carry, and that generally helps you in the in the beginning of the match to kind of get your mix-up of pacing down, where these two can do something this turn, and these two can do something next turn while the other's clear. And that way, what that really does is it lets you react. I think that's the most important thing that it does. It lets you react to what your opponent does on his turn instead of being stuck there with everybody having two tokens. So those are a couple tips to get you on your way, and I hope that hope that helps you out, Garrett. Just assess, assess the situation. Think about if I take this second token um what is my opponent what can my opponent do back 
does he already have double tokens and therefore I'm only going to be, you know, vulnerable for one turn? Okay, maybe I should go for it if it's worth it. Is Did he just clear and is now going to have two straight times of blasting me? Maybe I should just clear that way he only gets one shot in and then I can react and decide what I should do from there. Those are a couple things to keep in mind. But thanks for writing into us, Garrett. Um, so what you'll hear is a slight pause and then I'll come back in with my guest. And today we will cover uh, the news and dial design with him as well since he is a dial design participant with us for a long time. And then we'll also review the Deadpool gravity feed. So sorry for that brief pause. Um, I have w- here with me Cyanite. Who is that? Is that how you pronounce it? Because that's how I, I how I always say it whenever I am saying it to myself when I review you guys' dial scores and stuff. Yep, it's Cyanite. Yep. And uh, he has been a participant in our dial design contest for a long time, and we'll we will talk about dial design uh, later, but. Uh, but first, uh, and that's his realms handle, by the way. I don't think I mentioned where. So, real, uh, cyanide on realms. Uh, I have to ask you the the mandatory, obligatory questions that I, we so far have asked every guest uh, on the podcast. First of all, what are your favorite comics? Either either particular comics characters or certain like books that you you really really like or series that you really enjoy. Um. Well, I just finished reading uh, No Man's Land uh, from uh, the before New 52, and that was a really good series. Um, I actually got into it because of, um, for the Secret Santa Exchange on the realms, um, I got the No Man's Land event dial. So I was looking it over, and I was thinking, hey, you know, this, is, there, is there actually a comic series for this? And I was like, well, yes, there is. And so... Um, I started reading it, and it's good. It's really good. Um, and I mean, the, some of the million uh, land pieces that WizKids made, especially Penguin, Penguin's very accurate. Because um, in the, of course, the comics, he's kind of, um, he's kind of like the bad guy version of, of Oracle being an information broker. And uh, he, um, whole, uh, with him, uh, uh, with you having to roll a d6 to see if uh, he gets knocked out, he's he got his nose broken a bunch of or like a couple, at least twice during the series, and he got uh, beaten up by um, Hope, uh, Hope uh, one of uh, Lex's uh, bodyguards towards the end of the series. So yeah, it's definitely accurate. Um, one of the other comics I I, um, I loved when I was a kid, uh, Uncanny X Men. Uh, number 310, it was uh, Cable and Cyclops versus the Executioner. And um, that was one of the, um, I, uh, when I uh, would go out on runs with my grandmother uh, to get my grandfather the, the newspaper at the, the local store, they'd always have the uh, comics out. And um, I uh, gravitated toward the X-Men. And uh, I, re- I read and read that comic over so many times. And I just thought that Cable was such a cool guy. He was walking around, you know, acting like a total badass. And um, and uh, I, th- I think in there they were trying to rescue uh, Emma Frost. I think it's been, it's been a while since I read it. I'd love to get a copy again. Um, and then uh, the last one that I'm interested in... Mm, 
I definitely like Exiles. Um, just because I'm like, I'm a, I'm a history nut. I love alternate history. And it, Exiles kind of just takes all that whole what-if thing and just, it makes it really a really fun read. So those are, those are some of my favorite comics. Yeah, I, I agree with you on No Man's Land. I, I'm a huge Batman fan. I've read pretty much everything Batman, I swear. Which is hard to believe because they cranked out the Batman like you know, like Marvel cranks out Avengers. But um, yeah, No Man's Land is definitely up there on the like top ten best Batman stories, or at least in my mind. It's really well written. Um, Absolutely. And I've never read any Exiles. That's one book I need to give a chance. I just haven't got around to giving a chance. Um, what about your top three favorite individual clicks pieces to play? Like, any what dials really speak to you, or certain pieces that you you find yourself playing over and over again? Um, well, one of my uh, one of the ones that that I like to play is Chameleon Girl um, from Slosh. She's just so versatile. She can. Uh, it's basically I I think somebody um, somebody said it's like a build a clicks. You pick uh, what she has for her speed value. You pick what she has for her um, damage. You pick uh, what power she has, and so you could you pick basic. You can. Um, I mean, she's 115 points, which is expensive, but you do get a lot of utility out of her. Um, for my next favorite one, it's got to be any of the more recent Batman. Um, I really like. Actually, my probably my favorite one is a Green Lantern Batman. Um, and let me pull him up on the uh, on the website. I had thought initially that that this was from the Else um, Elseworld uh, comic where he becomes Green Lantern, but uh, I guess what happens is uh, he um, it was when he got Hal Jordan's ring. Um, in one of the Batman books, I forget exactly what, but still, it's, I mean, it's one of my favorites. It's the first chase that, that I got, um, because I, I, I started uh, playing Heroclix last year, and uh, he was one of the first chases that I got, and it's just, it's, the sculpt is cool, I like his powers, he's expensive, but I think with more light, I think he could, he could easily make a comeback. Um, and let's see, my last one, I, I, it's another Batman, uh, the Batman of Zurinar, of uh, the crazy bat, and, um, he, he's, again, it's one of these, it's, um, he can do a, a lot of stuff, it's a, it is expensive, 153 uh, but he's got traded super strength and toughness, and prop control, um, and then he also ignores stealth and um, can't use mastermind shape change or super senses. And he gets better as he goes along. Um, top dial, he has perplex. He's got charge, a uh, 17 defense. And as he as he goes down his dial, um, his de- his defense goes down to ultimately a, a 16 with combat reflexes and flurry. But then it's a 12 attack with more damage, which I think is pretty good. So if you gave him, I've always wanted to try him with um, the Infinity Gauntlet or Utility Belt to give him willpower in addition to everything else that he has. 
I like him too. I, I've only had a chance to play him once, but I love just the way he plays. Like you said, he's expensive, but he really is worth his points. Um, what about your favorite theme team to play? Uh, theme team is definitely Arkham Asylum or Batman Family. Um, I love Arkham Asylum just because of Joker. Joker, Joker, Joker. Um, I really wish that the, the old legacy um, Crazy Dial Joker was Arkham Asylum, but they hadn't come up with that, with that keyword yet. But some of the later Jokers are good. Um, and, and also, just with Arkham Asylum, you can have uh, Calendar Man is really good um, with the prop control and then his different effects that he does based on what the date is and what the season is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also Scarecrow. You put Scarecrow in with Calendar Man and you have, you know, you have a guy who can drop stealth at the, the end of every turn, which is great. Gives you a little bit of, you know, a I played them a, a while ago, and uh, I think it was uh, it was against my buddy's uh, goon. He calls he calls um, like when he has a bunch of generics a goon squad, and um, I did my Arkham Asylum team. It was uh, uh, Gotham City, Two Face, Scarecrow, Calendar Man, and uh, I oh I think it was like Gotham City Killer Croc, and. Towards the end of the game, um, Killer Croc, he got taken down. Two-Face had a you know, epic gunfight with um, Max Fury. Um, and then at the end, it was just Calendar Man and Scarecrow. And my buddy could not touch Scarecrow for, for anything. Scarecrow kept dropping the smoke cloud, not touch him at all. And it was such a good piece. I'm glad you brought up Legacy Joker there. Fun fact: That is the very first Hero Clicks I ever owned in my in my Hero Click. That's the clicks that got me into the game, <laughs> honestly. Um, Ricky, who is uh, who is uh, on the show a lot when, when we first started, is on the show a lot. He and I um, got into clicks kind of at the same time. We kind of got each other into it, and he's a big Cap fan. I'm a big Batman fan, and Legacy 079 Joker was the first one I ever had, and. Uh, I would always play a, a big team of Batman villains, and he would always play a big team of Captain America and the Avengers, but that Joker holds a very dear place to my heart, so I'm glad you brought him up. He's he's just so fun. Like It's it's such a crazy dial that really fits Joker, but it's also, honestly, back back then, it that's a great dial for the points. Um, back, you know, as far as how pieces were back then. Um, and then last question, are there any other... Board games, card games, miniature games that you play kind of on a regular basis. Um, well, I'm trying. Um, I sometimes do Cards Against Humanity um, online um, because I'm on Reddit. I found this thing called Pretend You're um, X. It, it's it's spelled X Y Z Z Y. I think it's like Zizzy or something. But basically, you can play Cards Against uh, Humanity with people online, and so they have. Um, I think nearly all the expansions for it. So people come up with some really, really um, funny, offensive combination um, with with some of the sets. It's that's. I mean, if you want to have fun, and um, I mean, it's it's good for like if you have a bunch of friends together and you're not easily offended because some of the things are pretty uh, kind of crossing the line a little bit. But yeah, that's one of the. Um, 
one of the things I do regularly. Um, I'd love to get into, I really want to get into like Pathfinder or um, maybe uh, Warhammer or War Machine. I'm just, you know, I, I, I just don't, to be honest, I don't have the space for it. I, I live in a, you know, apartment in, in, uh, in Philadelphia and my closet space is pretty limited. So thankfully HeroClix, I have enough storage for that. I'm not sure if I would be able to store everything for like Warhammer or War Machine. Yeah. Uh, the, the the guys are starting to play War Machine now, and uh, Austin and Andrew, and it is a very expensive game to get into as well. Um, so let's first get into news, and like I said earlier before I brought you on, there's not a whole lot to uh, cover this week, but we do have a, a couple official spoilers. Um, one is uh, Deadpool. We have Vamp and Animus, and these are two figures that can basically morph it's not technically a morph but they can kind of morph into each other and honestly both of these dials are great um i'll read vamp first since she is the first one they list she is an uncommon for the set and she has a trait when she heals or takes damage and actions resolve you may replace her with 016 animus on the same click number that character can use shape change until your next turn, even if this ability is lost. Now, that's a pretty cool trait, just the ability to, whenever you heal or take damage, switch back and forth, kind of like the Slosh Mordrew. Uh, but the rest of this dial, especially her attack power, makes her an amazing piece, and maybe even just for the, the, uh, the limitless possibilities of this attack power, maybe even a potential meta piece in the future. Um, especially because she has the shield keyword, which gives her a little more playability. But uh, she has running shot and then a special attack power. Give Vamp, it's called Absorbo Belt. Give Vamp a free action and choose a character within five squares. Until your next turn, Vamp can use the standard powers that character possesses as long as they are within five squares. So it's very similar to Hope. Except it's a little better in some ways because with hope you have to be adjacent, um, and also they let's see until your next turn, a vamp can use the standard powers that character possesses as long as they are within five squares. Yeah, I mean basically you don't have to be adjacent, but also you don't have to continually recycle it every turn as long as that character hasn't moved five squares away from her you can keep getting it every turn where with hope it's just it's such a pain to keep them adjacent to her um but then again on hope's power you get to um, take anything any special powers as well whereas vamp is just taking standard powers but still that's really good but the the main difference i think between her and hope because they're both at about the same point value is that vamps the rest of vamps dial is very good and the rest of her uh her stats are good and far better than Hope's, in my opinion. Um, then we bring up Animus. And Animus is a common. And he has the same trait, so you can switch back and forth continually throughout the game whenever you heal or take damage. Um, he has charge and a special attack power of Psychic Blast, Super Strength, and Telekinesis. So he's not too shabby on his own overall for his dial for the points. He also gets sidestep and quake and some stuff, but uh, you know, 
and uh, Vamp is the the better option. He has Brute and Monster, but Vamp is the better option. But the the ability to switch back and forth for sit, certain situations is going to be pretty cool. And again, these are just more reasons to like the Deadpool set in my mind. I I've, we've really liked a lot of the spoilers that have been announced so far. We're getting some obscure characters, and we're getting some really cool and, and unique obscure uh, powers. What have you thought about the van- the uh, Deadpool set so far, and and what are your are you a big Deadpool fan in general? Uh, honestly, I I love Deadpool. I know people think um, that oh my gosh, he, he you know the whole fourth wall thing is so he, he's you know blown it to bits, and it's just it's overdone. I I personally I get a kick out of it. And I think that some of the, you know, even though some of these guys are pretty obscure, like, uh, before the set, I had never heard of um, Secret Empire, and I'd never heard of Ultimatum. But um, I definitely think that uh, um, that this set is turning out really, really good. Uh, with Vamp, it's, like you said, it's, it's two points more than hope. But here's the thing, she has the shield keyword, and you already get some pretty good... I mean, Shields, I, I think the, it's going to be pretty freaking competitive once the spec comes out. Um, especially Shield and Spy. Um, you pop her with, like, a Phantom X. You pop her with a Black Widow. She's going to be good. Really good. And then also, I mean, and, and this is probably going to change in the future. You pop her with Telus as he is as of this podcast. Um... You take that five uh, squares and you put in like a filler, you know, like a super fan or some uh, like a pog or an astral Doctor strange, and you have her go through Telus. You extend that five squares a lot more. So yeah, I mean, she becomes uh, almost too good for a point. But I mean, I'm I'm absolutely going to try to shoot together. Absolutely. Um. Then we have well, let's let's stick on the Deadpool topic for a minute. I just wanted to bring up that if you get we took we mentioned it last week. If you guys haven't had a chance, um, Newsarama got a hold of a case or no a, a brick I think to unbox. And last week they unboxed and showed the pulls. This week they unboxed and also got sent some more product from WizKids to show off a couple more of the chases. And uh, he this week he also goes over some of the special powers and goes more in depth on each character. So ju- just a quick summary of what we kind of gathered after watching the video is um, some of the sub themes or some of the keyword love that we are getting in this set that we haven't got for a while. Uh, Deadpool cores, of course, is a new keyword. We already knew that was going to be a sub theme. Um, Agency X, uh, tons of heroes for hire, but we kind of knew that from all the spoilers. The hand, there's there are new the hand ninjas, and they are incredibly good and very cheap for their points. And hopefully, uh, we'll get an official spoiler for them and, and talk about them more in the future. Um, Wild Pack, there's one Great Lakes Avengers character, there's a few t- uh, Thunderbolts, and uh, the chases, as we all know by this point, are the Marvel Zombies. There are eight in total. And they're all switch clicks, so the assumption is there will be a team base. Um, they also have special traits that are like really good. Basically, whenever they land in, a, uh, I think they have to cause damage to a character. It kind of buffs everybody else's um, attack and damage towards that character, so it's easier to swarm them. 
and then once you kill them, you can turn that character into a zombie and basically mind control it for your own for the rest of the game. Uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, it, it, the problem's going to be those things are going to be very expensive to get a hold of. Because um, with eight different chases, at one chase per case, um, judging from his pulls, he only got one chase in a case. Um, it's going to be hard to get hold of those things. They're probably going to be the most expensive modern age chases, I would think. Um, also, he talked about Blink a little bit and about her special powers. She has a lot of them, and she looks like she will be a really good, really fun dial. So hopefully we get an official spoiler for her soon. And we typically do for the for the um, the champion designer pieces. They usually spoil those before the set comes out, so maybe they'll spoil that here pretty soon. And then the only other official spoiler we have is a little bit of light was shed on the Indigo Tribe today. Um, unfortunately, we don't have the characters to talk about, so we'll have to cover them next week. But we do know what the power battery bonus is and what the ring does. The power battery bonus for Indigo is Compassion. If the battery, ring, and constructs are all the same color, opposing characters that are not within four squares of a friendly core member or adjacent to the power battery cannot draw lines of fire to friendly core members. So that's pretty good. There's going to be a lot of characters in the in the current game that will really, really enjoy that. A lot of close combat characters, of course. You know, the obvious one is going to be a lot of your close combat characters that get shot down as they move in. This really is going to help protect them, that, that somebody has to get within four squares of them to even be able to shoot them. That's going to be huge. So as we see more of the constructs and stuff, we can kind of develop ideas and theory craft and stuff. Um, the ring costs four points. Um, if it already has the indigo tribe keyword, modify all values except damage, plus one. Otherwise, this character has the keyword, can you support? And when a non-adjacent friendly character within six squares takes three or more damage, that's a lot of shit to remember, <laughs> after actions resolve, if that character has not been healed this turn, you may place this character adjacent to that character and heal it of one damage. So you can teleport your medic up to uh, another friendly character and heal them. So that's, I don't know. It's it's going to be one of the ones that's not as easy to apply to a general clicks like the, the Sinestro or the Green Lantern Corps. Like those are easy, just plug and play. Almost any character can benefit from. This one may require a little thinking, but then again, typically with powers that are this specific, there are there are usually a couple combo pieces in the game that will really, really benefit from that, so that will remain to be seen. And again, once we know what constructs we're getting, we'll have more um, ideas and more insight on what we want to do. As far as the picture, I don't honestly recognize too many of these um, figures off the top of my head. I do see Indigo 1 and... Um, Indigo, John Stewart, but once we get the official spoilers, we'll talk about those next week. So, unfortunately, that's all the news we have, but we are going to go, Cyanite and I are going to go through the Deadpool Gravity Feed and spoil the dials for you guys if you haven't had a chance to get them, and then kind of talk about what are the, uh, kind of the ones to get, which ones kind of, because in any Gravity Feed, there's always two or three that that are really, really good. So we'll kind of talk about our opinions on them. I'll I'll start off with Deadpool at 201. 
and I think we've had a spoiler for this this piece actually um, before. He has a word bubble. It's Merc with a mouth. You give him a free action and a or sorry, Merc with a mouth is the uh, is the word the trait for the word bubble. The word bubble is called a single file. It's polka time. When this character targets a character with a ranged combat attack along a direct line of fire, it may also target every other opposing character within range that is along that direct line of fire, and then you can divide the damage among all the hit targets. Um, that's pretty cool, and that's pretty useful, um, especially with Deadpool, who, who tends to be a, a ranged-based piece most of the time, or at least usually has decent range capabilities. He has a really hilarious trait called, I like my trait in Web of Spider-Man better. At the, <laughs> at the beginning of your turn, roll a d6. On a 1 to 3, you can heal him of one click. On a 4 to 6, you can remove an action token from either Deadpool or an adjacent friendly character that shares a keyword with Deadpool and is of a lower point value. Honestly, I like that trade just as good as I do the Web of Spider-Man one. You're always getting something beneficial out of that. So that's pretty. That's a pretty dang good trade. Um, and as far as sharing a keyword with him, it's not too hard to do, especially with this set, because he has a lot of keywords: Agency X, Assassin, Deadpool Core, Heroes for Hire, Six Pack, Thunderbolts, and Weapon X. He comes in at 149 points. No move and attack to speak of, but he does have side sh- uh, sidestep, a 12 attack, and a three damage range combat expert. So not too shabby. Top click. He has some energy explosion, some precision strike mixed in. Um, prob mid dial and perplex late dial and late dial he turns into a melee piece with charge blades and perplex um i really like the trait i really like the word balloon um the dial construction i i like but um 149 points is a little bit costly so while i don't think he's necessarily a bad figure i don't think he's a must-have if he was a little cheaper i would i would consider him a must-have because i do like his his construction his price tag is just a little bit high so cyanide once you covered uh 202 daredevil for us sure and uh, i just wanted to add with um deadpool um he also gets uh a when he's attached to the avengers or the x-men team based he gets uh um, and uh, they can uh, use his asset um, when this team character is attached, opposing characters can't use the Avengers or X-Men team ability. So I guess they're kind of confused as in, and, uh, why he's showing up. Ah, but, um, but anyway, so we'll, um, go over Daredevil. So he is 100 points with the Spider-Man family. And he's got Avengers, Celebrity, Marvel Knights. And shield. He's got improved movement, um, hindering, uh, so he can more hindering and elevated terrain. Um, he starts out with uh, his two specials, uh, Billy uh, Club Throw. Uh, Daredevil can use in cap as if he had two targets. Uh, when he does, hit characters are also dealt one damage. Um, and then his other one is Echo Location. Daredevil ignores stealth. And uh, he can use super senses. Uh, when he uses super senses and the attacking character is within range, Daredevil exceeds on a result of a four to a six. Um, so he's got, you know, he's, he's got pretty decent stats. Um, 
I'm not sure if um, ignoring the South is going to be, because it seems like a lot of, um, because I'm not sure if that was really that useful. I know the super census is useful, in my opinion. Um, uh, he also has um, an Avengers um, ability. Uh, this team character ignores opposing characters as self. So that's what he, um, and then he also has Indom. Um, so I think overall he's a good piece. Um, I, I mean, of course I'm going to wait and see what the main Daredevil is and uh, see um, uh, what, that, what that can do. But for, for this one, I think he's good. Um, so those are my thoughts. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. I'm a big Daredevil fan, and I was really anxious, and more than anything in this set, to see what the two Daredevil dials are going to look like. So now we have one of them, and I'm pretty happy with it. Um, I, Absolutely, I, yeah. I think if you can keep him protected and, until he can get in, either with map choice or with... He is a wild card, so I, you could copy uh, Batman, uh, Batman Ally if you wanted to run him, keep him protected. He also has good keywords, the Shield and Avengers, which I didn't think they would give uh, Daredevil... So that's really cool. I like the dial. I like. I'm a big fan of end cap. So I like the the special end cap plus dealing the the one damage. And like you said, that super senses is really useful. And then um, late dial the charge and the flurry with precision strike is pretty good too. So it's not too bad for a hundred points. Um, at least on par with all the other daredevils we've gotten before. So that makes me pretty happy. Uh, Two hundred three black cat. I think we have talked about because I think they gave us an official spoiler on this one a few weeks back. She uh, is 45 points. She also is a wild card. Has Heroes for Hire and Marvel Diva keywords. She has a really good trait. Once per turn, if a friendly character's attack roll includes a 1 on either d6, you may reroll that die. Once per turn, if an opposing character's attack roll includes 1 6 on one of their, one of their d6, you may make your opponent reroll that die. In either case, the attacker must be within six squares in line of fire. And then she has a special movement power of leap, climb, and stealth. And then super senses and exploit weakness on her top two clicks. And then the next three clicks, she gets blades and trades the senses for reflexes. Um, I like the dial for heroes for hire teams. I think if you play, if you plan on playing heroes for hire, and since we're getting so many in this set, um, a lot of people will be playing them then she's a, a must-have to pick up to fit in certain teams. Um, that prob is amazing. It's one of the best prob piece, pieces in the game, honestly, especially with the fact that she can she has stealth on top of that. And she also is a wild card, so she can bring other, um, other elements of support to your team with copy and shield or or whatever else you need her to mystics from ghost rider if you're running here for hire so that if they want to go to her and knock out that annoying prop control they're going to have to hit her for a lot of damn at least six to knock her out and they're going to have to take mystics when they do so something like that i think the wild card adds a lot of playability to pieces like these that are mainly focused on uh, supporting your team and kind of being just a, an annoyance at the same time so i think for 45 points he has a pretty good price tag not a a amazing figure, but for Heroes for Hire teams, I think she's a, a must-have if you plan on playing Heroes for Hire a lot. All right, so you want me uh, to get into Secret Empire number nine? Yes, sir. All right. Um, so Se Secret 
Empire number nine. Again, something I had never heard of before the set. Um, so we're looking at um, Secret Empire and Soldier for the keywords. Uh, you get the Hydra team ability. You get a full range. And um, 35 points. So it starts out with some enhancement, uh, some penetrating psychic blast. Then it alternates between energy explosion and penetrating psychic blast. Um, with energy, sh uh, you get energy shield deflection for the first two clicks. I think for generic, it's good. Um, I'm not. Sh I mean, especially. I mean, you know, for a Hydra team, I think it could be, or or like a generic soldier team. I think it has potential. Um, I'm not sure that uh, I would. I would rather do uh, Major Glenn Talbot. Uh, just for the um, just for the enhancement uh, through his old whole dial, um, but uh, I think that, that this guy has potential. Um, at least, um, if nothing else, um, you have you wild card the Hydra, and then you're able to. Um, so he's basically and you, you uh, knock down the defense of your target, and then you have him enhance. So you know, he's got he's got potential. I agree. I, I like them a lot for generic soldier teams. I think that's that's a, a good piece to pick up if you play soldier a lot because enhancement is extremely useful on soldiers. Pretty much everybody is ranged based on a soldier team, which also means that that Hydra team ability is going to uh, be a lot more useful too. I also am a big fan of, of Major Glenn Talbot, and this is around the same point value but brings you a little bit something different, albeit not quite as good as Glenn Talbot because not many people can can say that they're as good as that piece for the points. But I, I do like this piece for for only 35 points. Enhancement and Hydra and enough is alone. And then the fact that um, you can potentially get in a psychic blast shot here and there is pretty good too. So not a bad piece, especially if you're you run soldiers a lot. Uh, speaking of soldier, the next one is another soldier generic. And this is Ultimatum Major. He has no team ability. He also only has a four range. He's at 55 points with the Soldier and Ultimatum keywords. And he has a trait. Ultimatum Major can use leadership, but only to remove action tokens uh, from characters with a shared keyword. He has Running Shot, Willpower, and Enhancement for the first three clicks, and then two clicks of Energy Explosion with a Range Combat Expert. So similar to the one we just talked about, but a little bit, um, a little bit more expensive, but a little bit, tiny bit more damage potential and throwing on willpower. Um, the leadership's not going to come in too handy unless you're running a big swarm of cheap soldiers. So I don't quite like this guy as much as the last guy for his point value, but again, if you run soldiers a lot, he's not a bad one to pick up. Um, Again, for the leader, for the uh, enhancement, and then for the leadership, if you do run a lot of cheap soldiers. Um, what about Snake Root Clan Ninja, who seems to be one of the better ones? Oh, so this guy, Snake Root Clan Ninja, he's got the Hydra keyword, uh, martial artist, and the hand. Uh, he's 50 points, and you get the Hydra team ability. This guy, I love this guy. Why? Shadowland Daredevil, Incredible Hulk number 31, because um, Matt Murdock has ruthless justice for criminals. Uh, friendly characters with the hand keyword modify their attack values by plus one 
when attacking characters of a lower point value than themselves. This guy is 50 points. If you got um, you have a bizarro or something, he's going to be able to get that bonus from uh, Matt Murdock. And this guy can can um, is actually really good for what for only 50 points. I'm trying. I'm saying that people 50 points with the hand. The hand is going to be. I'm calling it now. The hand is going to be a big keyword in the Deadpool set. Um, so he has two traits: disappear in the smoke during the end of your turn when Snake Root Clan Ninja occupies hindering terrain. Give him a free action and place in any square of hindering terrain within three squares and line of fire. And he also has your memories are my power. And this is the important one. Once per game, when Snake Root Clan Ninja KOs an opposing character of a higher point value, he may choose any standard power that character possesses anywhere on its tile. Snake Root Clan Ninja can use that power for the rest of the game. So, and so he has... Uh, stealth. So on top of his disappearing to smoke, he also has stealth for his entire dial. He has the exploit weakness for his first two clicks. He's got smoke clouds. So if that, if uh, disappearing to smoke doesn't work and your stealth doesn't work, he has smoke cloud. And then he uh, finishes up with voice um, claws fangs. This guy is good. This is a this is a, because you had hand ninjas in the past. Um, but uh, they've definitely gotten a major upgrade. And uh, if you're running, especially for like even a martial artist team, if you if you need a good generic ninja, this is the piece to do. Um, I'm definitely um, excited about it. I, I'm uh, hoping to see it in place soon. So that's what I feel about it. I love this piece. I think these guys are amazing. I mean, this is beyond what you could ask for uh, a hand ninja. And like you said, the hand is going to be uh, uh, is going to have a renaissance, if you will, um, from its old days, from the old uh, the old hand ninjas, and then Secret Invasion Electra being such an amazing piece. Uh, I have seen and heard the dial talked about for Electra and for the other hand ninjas. Like I said, uh, in the main set. And they are also amazing. So the hand is definitely going to be a legit theme team to be running a lot. And these guys are amazing. These guys are the must-have for the gravity feed. These are the ones that you need to be shooting for uh, in trades and stuff. Next up is Adamantium Specialist. And he does something that's very uh, unique to the game of Heroclix and something really cool. So he uh, has Scientist and Weapon X keywords. He's only 45 points. And he has no team or range. But he does have a special damage power, which is the th thing that makes him really unique. Once per game, and not during your first turn. Okay, so you have to wait till after your first turn to do this. Give him a double power action if he occupies your starting area. When you do, deal one unavoidable damage to an adjacent friendly, and give that character action tokens until it has two tokens. So this is costing you quite a bit to activate this effect. You have to stay in your starting zone after the first turn. Then you have to deal somebody a damage and give them, giving them two tokens, potentially dealing them another damage if they don't have willpower. That character can use invulnerability this game, but cannot be healed beyond its current click. 
So it turns them, of course, into it gives them adamantium. Now, with certain characters in this game, that is going to be really, really good combination, and maybe even potentially see meta play if somebody can really, really break um, a piece like that in certain formats um, where you can't use resources and things. This is a, a unique way to give characters that are already hard to kill um, even more longevity, kind of like Absorbing Man, the Uru Forge, if you could give him um, uh, invulnerability where he always has the option to choose either invulnerability or his special defense power, that could be really useful um, from this guy. And then the, the other good thing is once you've done that, you can push this guy a couple times onto Perplex where he can be a little bit more useful. So... Is it a cool idea? Yeah, I think it's a really unique... It, I like seeing powers like this, and this is, again, another example of the Deadpool set looking really unique and, and innovative. So I really like this. Will I? Do I think it's amazing for its points? No. But I think it's really fun, and I think that's the most important thing, especially with this being a Deadpool set. Um, what do you think about it, Cyanite? And then go ahead and talk about Silver Sable for us. Sure. Um, with the Specialist, I... I Call me crazy, but I, I I think this could see some use in Golden Age play, especially when you have a lot of these um these older pieces that are that have long dials, but they don't have great stats. So what you do is that you deal um deal damage, and then for the entire rest of their dial, however long it is, they get involved. So they're you know it's going to be tougher to hurt them. Yeah, they can get hit. But if you can protect them and keep that invuln going, you're going to get more bang for your buck. Yeah, you're. I think you're right. And um, and then Silver Sables comes in at 208, which is a piece we've talked about uh, before when they gave us the official spoiler for her a few weeks back. But uh, go ahead and remind uh, everybody how her dial plays out. Absolutely. So uh, she has... Um, Heroes for Hire, she's got Outlaws, Soldier, and Wild Pack. She's 78 points, and she has the Spider-Man uh, uh, family um, team ability. Uh, she's got one trait, uh, prepared for every situation. Once per game, choose one. Close combat expert or ranged combat expert. Silver Sable can use the chosen power this game. And then uh, she starts out with her special um, jet wing. She can use uh, silver sable. Can use energy shield deflection, running shot, and the flight ability. Um, I think overall, it's a good dial. Seventy-eight points. Again, another heroes. Uh, another you know heroes for hire. Um, and then outlaws. I don't think. Um, I mean, I started this. I, I started playing hero clicks last year. But I think Outlaws hasn't um, hasn't been around since. Well, I know um, Hobgoblin and Amazing Goblin and uh, Amazing Spider-Man had it, but uh, I don't. I th I think most of those pieces were uh, Weapon Spider-Man. So it's interesting to see that that uh, keyword come back. Um, I think as long as she stays on that top click, um, she's she's pretty good. But what you do is for her prepared for every situation, 
you choose it once you get more into the more into the middle of the game. Because in that way, um, you're not stuck with whatever you choose at the beginning of the game. So if you're having her in, a, in um, you know up close fighting, if she gets you know swarmed, choose close combat expert. If you have a little bit more wiggle room, use a ranged combat expert. Because remember, you're going to be stuck with whatever you pick. Yeah, I, I like her too, and again, there's going to be a lot of heroes for higher play, so go ahead and pick up a Silver Sable. She can fit into your teams easily, and again, as a wild card. Uh, Domino, I really, really like this style, and I'm glad we get a new Modern Age Domino, because I really enjoy the her as a character and also the GSX iteration of her. So it's cool to get a Modern Age version. She has the X-Men team ability, has 6 range, and is 94 points. She has 6-pack soldier spy and x-force and she of course has a prob related trait since it's domino luck is my kind of luck is kind of my specialty when she is attacked and the attack roll is four or less it is a crit miss when the attack when domino attacks and the attack roll is a 10 or more it is a critical hit i really like that um i like it a lot better than her old trait where if she rolled a normal crit hit um, it did three damage instead of one because that didn't happen too often. I've played her probably six. I probably played her three or four full tournaments and only crit hit with her once. So with this, with only needing a four or less or a ten or ten or more, that's going to happen a lot and really adds to her playability. She also has a a really good dial. Um, she has running shot and precision strike with sharpshooter by the way at three damage. Then she has shape change and super senses. The my favorite combo in the whole game. Uh, for her first two clicks. And then for the next four clicks, she has Stealth, Blades, Super Senses, and Ranged Combat Expert. So I think this is a great update over the uh, old version. Um, I, st I still like the old version, but while this Domino does not have prob control, she kind of really, she really makes up for it with that amazing trait. Um, and then we have Hammerhead at 210, and I'll let Cyanite spoil that dial for us. All right, so it's, um, he's got Magia and Sinister Syndicate, one of many Sinister Syndicates in the set. Um, he's got improved movement, Mantium Skull, so he ignores and destroys blocking terrain as he moves through it. Um, he's got one trait at Mantium Body, Hammerhead can use toughness, and um, he's got five range, 93 points. He also has the... Um, Minister Syndicate uh, team ability. And um, I think he's good. You know, um, he starts out with some leadership. He um, he does have the trade of toughness, so at least he's got a little bit of defense in there. Um, I definitely think um, he, he... I would probably... I would have probably added maybe a little bit, uh, maybe some invuln in there or something. I'm not sure I would have really included the willpower, um, but uh, I think the uh, having the sidestep in there does help, uh, especially once you get to the once you get to his third uh, um, third click when he gets sidestep, super strength, and uh, close combat expert. Um, it's because I've it's in um, games where I've done Bizarro who has kind of the same thing, uh, having that sidestep, being able to hop over two squares, pick up an object, and then come back and then smack, um, smack somebody with, uh, with that object. 
really useful. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely think he's um, he's good. And then Magia gets uh, one of their um, gets a, a, a pretty um, heavy brute to go along with um, the rest of the guys. Yeah, I like him a lot too. And the more sinister, sinister, sinister boy, I got all tongue tied there. The more sinister syndicate pieces, the better. Uh, especially Hammerhead, since we have not had him clicks in a very, very long time. It's cool to get a new Hammerhead, and uh, albeit a good one at that. So, um, so looking over the uh, gravity feeds, of course, the only one we really were wowed over, you know, unanimously, is definitely the Snake Root Clan Ninja. So uh, he's definitely the must-have for, for this gravity feed, especially also the fact that he's a generic, um, so people are going to want two or three of them. I really like him for the points. Um, other than that, I think Domino is above average piece for her points. And then um, Daredevil, Black Cat, and uh, um, Silver Sable are all worth picking up if you plan on running those um, theme teams a, a lot of the times. So what do you think, Sinai? What are kind of the standouts for you? Um, definitely Sneak Group, Clan Ninja. Like I said earlier, if, um, I mean... Uh, Shadowland Daredevil is going to be uh, phased out soon, but um, if you can run them, uh, run those, run him, run the Daredevil with some ninjas. Um, also, I, I, you know, I, I like Deadpool. I just, I know he's 149 points, but I think once, once we see what the, um, the other uh, word bubbles are, I think he could, he could work out well, and then we'll have to see um, how he backs up with the rest of the um, with his buddies um, so I like Deadpool um, Black Cat Black Cat is a very good utility piece um, even if you don't put her on a theme team that probability field manipulation can help you real and turn a critness into not a critness all right and then we are going to cover the uh, dial design for this past week like we mentioned last week, this month is all about video games, and I'm having people go through by decade and uh, pick one character through that uh, through that time period to create a dial for. So the first week's assignment was 1984 to or 1985 to 1994, and uh, we're just going to progress through times. So it's really cool to see people's dials of these older. Um, really nostalgic games at this point like Castlevania, Punch-Out, a lot of beat-em-ups like uh, um, Double Dragon and Streets of Rage and stuff like that. Uh, the top, There were a lot of really good scores this week. I gotta say everybody did a phenomenal job this week um, as far as an overall week of submissions. I, Like I said, I've never given out this many 10s in a single week, me, myself. Um, I gave out a lot of 10s this week. Um, Siphon by one point got the uh, the best overall score this week so we're going to do him for feature dial and uh, and I'll have Cyanite uh, chime in with with uh, his thoughts on the dial afterwards because like I said before Cyanite also uh, participates in our dial design contests on a monthly basis and has for a long time and usually does really good dials and usually does a lot of uh, Batman themed dials which I really enjoy too since I'm a big Batman fan um, Siphon for his assignment did Double Dragon which is a game that was one of my favorites when I was a kid. With uh, Me and my brother played uh, Double Dragon all the time. It was one of the best um, 
buddy game, like co-op games when you're a kid. Uh, he, he did a, a duo of Billy and Jimmy Lee, the main characters. They have no range, of course. They have no team ability. You can play. You can pay one fifty for the duo, or you can pay eighty for the half dial option. And then they ignore characters on movement, and they have a trait that is very unique, and I think uh, contributed a lot to their their great score. Uh, this trait is a big part of it. At the beginning of the game, an imposing player of your choice must give one of their figures a Marion token. Now, in the game, Marion is, uh, I think it's Billy's girlfriend. And she gets kidnapped. And so the whole point of the game is you're going through and trying to get Marion back from the bad guy who stole her. And you're fighting all his thugs and all this stuff. So one of them has to have Marion. Uh, Billy and Jimmy Lee modify their attack and damage by plus one when attacking that figure. All other opposing figures modify their attack value by negative one when attacking this character. If the tokened figure is KO'd, you score an additional 50 victory points. So it's very thematic to the game, to the concept um, of the whole thing that you're trying to do is to rescue Marion, and uh, he kind of represents it in clicks form and does it well. Um, I can also think of practical approaches because there may be some games where if my opponent is running uh, a bunch of uh, maybe three 80-point solid attackers and then one cheap little uh, perp, or prob or outwit piece, I'll give that little piece uh, Marion just so that the rest of his team has negative one attack value when they attack me or something like that. So I can see multiple ways I would do it. Um, then he has another trait, one or two players, which just explains that if you pay for the higher option, you get uh, the duo attack. If you only pay for the 80-point option, you're playing by yourself, you only get the, one, the single fist. And then the third trait, use your weapons against you. Billy and Jimmy can use reflexes. After making a successful close combat attack against an opposing figure, as a free action, place an ultralight object from outside the game on this figure's card and roll 1d6. The ultralight object is discarded after the next attack and gives this figure the rolled power for that attack. Knife, you get blades, calls fangs. Whip, you get exploit weakness. Grenade, you get energy explosion. Bat, you get Force Blast. Drum, you get plus one damage. And then six, you get to choose. So in Double Dragon, if you guys aren't familiar, you're constantly picking up little weapons. And you can usually get like two or three hits out of them before they're used up. And uh, this is a he has all the main ones that you get a lot. And, uh, and uh, it's very representative of the characters and is pretty creative too. Then he has a special movement power at the start. They can use Charge. Instead of a close combat action, they can use either duo attack, but only against different targets, or close combat expert and against uh, one target. And then they have uh, precision strike and CCE on that. Then a couple clicks in, they get a special attack power of flurry and plasticity. So as far as his actual attack, uh, as far as his actual special powers, they're they're pretty typical ones that we see on a lot of figures. But I think the reason he got it such a good uh, score overall from us is his creativity and his traits particularly the Marion token and the objects um, are creative and also bring um, the accuracy of the game the video game into clicks format which is sometimes hard to do depending on what your subject matter is so congrats to him for uh, for doing well and uh, we really um, 
anticipate uh, the rest of everybody's dials for this week. This week's um, uh, decade is from 94, 95 to uh, 2004. And uh, so it's kind of like the, the Super Nintendo age, the Sega Genesis age, getting into the early, uh, well, actually, get the entire Nintendo 64 age, too, now that I think about it, and that kind of, that wave, PS1. So we're seeing a lot of those uh, those games so far this week, and it's been pretty interesting, and uh, people seem to enjoy it. So hopefully we'll see more from you guys. Um, guys, feel free to, if you don't already, to participate in dial design. It's very fun. Um, I find myself making dials all the time when I'm bored, uh, and I have free moments, or sometimes you'll just be going about your day and a really cool idea for a, a trade or a an attack power will pop in your head and it's just really it's it's really fun and it's very addictive um or at least i find it uh, fun and addictive we cyanite you've been doing dials for a while a while for us um what do you enjoy about dial design um i i like bringing more the like the comic accuracy into there when i was doing my um my fast forces last month um i picked the, the blue boys from no uh, no man's land and so I, when I when I did that, I went back, uh, read over the dials or read over the panels, read and reread them, trying to get an idea for their personality. Uh, like what what would Renee have? What uh, kind of things would Harvey have? Uh, because he already had a Harvey bullet click in uh, Streets of Gotham, but I wanted to try something different. Or even for um, Commissioner Gordon. Um, and uh, I just like, you know, figuring, it, it's like writing a, you know, writing a little biography of that, of, um, that character into a clicks form. And um, I think with Siphon's um, dial, it, it, it made me think that, you know, it makes you feel like you're in the arcade and you're about to, to play Double Dragon. And um, it, it, it was a really well-designed um, dial, so I think he definitely deserved a win. So I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very pleased. All right. Well, to wrap things up, thank you very much, Cyanide, for being with me today. I appreciate you, uh, you being a guest, and you did an excellent job, I must say. Um, for anybody else um, who would like to be a, a a guest in the future, a listener guest in the future, um, I'll first be contacting the people who sent us. PMs or messages on our Facebook group or on uh, HD Realms, and then if nobody else is available, if none of those uh, people who have basically already called dibs are available, then I will post on our Facebook group and on our Twitter. So if you would be interested in being a, a guest in the future, um, I'd suggest liking us on uh, Facebook or following us on Twitter, whichever you prefer. And then that way, uh, whenever I make the announcement, you can uh, have your chance to jump on there real quick and say, "Hey, I'll be available. I'd be interested." So, I've gotten a lot of good, res- a lot of uh, responses from you guys. So I know that you guys are interested in doing it. I enjoy it. I really enjoy talking to you guys and and uh, and meeting more people who enjoy clicks. It's really cool to talk to Cyanide after see- after grading his dials and and chatting about comics and stuff in threads and stuff over uh, over the last few months it's really cool to to kind of put a voice and a personality with uh with a, a, a realms handle so that's really cool but uh thanks again for being on with me today and and uh you're welcome any time in the future you did a, a great job um can i 
I just had, uh, I just want to do a little shout out sure. and a uh, shameless plug. Sure. Um, so okay. shout out uh, to the guys of the Delaware Valley um, group, Evo, uh, Morand, um, Sub Zero Eight Two Nine. You guys are awesome. Um, and I did want to add one other thing, um, real quick. Uh, next week um, on so Saturday. Uh, May 17th and May 18th, um, there's going to be a, a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! Hero Clicks uh, field tournament over at the Pennsylvania Convention Center. Um, it's uh, $15 per player per event. Uh, the tournament sign-up starts at 10 a.m. sharp. And uh, Morand and uh, Sub-Zero um, 289 are going to be running events. Um, so it's going um, to be really, really cool. Yeah, Dave Moran is uh, on the quarry. Of, if you guys are unfamiliar, a multiple now now multiple time world champion, and uh, also a great guy. And uh, I've been doing the the quarry podcast with him for the last few months. So he's a he's a great guy and a great uh, promoter of clicks and, and runner of events, from what I've heard. So make sure if you're in the Philadelphia area, you uh, go out and support that. And also, like we talked about on the cast last week, Yu-Gi-Oh is a really fun set. And I think you guys will enjoy these dials once you give them a chance. So thanks again, Cyanide, for being on with us. And we will be back on our regular, regularly scheduled programming uh, next week with a full episode. And we'll catch up uh, on what we may have missed on Thursday or Friday of this week. So until next time, I'll see you guys next week.